You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is Thursday afternoon here on the Steelers Blitz. Off-season rolls along. We're still uh, the same but different here on your uh, on your favorite program here on your 24-7 home of the Black and Gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It is the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. You guys already know the drill. Timing is a little bit different today, but still the, uh, still the same standard operating procedures. You know we want your questions, your comments, your concerns. And your reactions. We'll get to those later on. You can get at us now at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. Arthur Motes approaching the end of another week, one week closer to the NFL draft. I think we're all kind of jonesing for it at this point, right? To have actually some tangible things to discuss. But how we doing? How we feeling, Arthur Motes? Here as we uh, close down another week. Man, I'm enjoying the process. How about that? You know, obviously we would love for the draft and all that other good stuff to be here, but then that would take away from the fun process, which is getting to know these players, you know, getting more familiar with these new wave of guys are going to be coming in, whether they're going to be playing for us or competing against us, man. So, you know, just trying to be present in that stance, man. But other than that, can't complain, man. It is beautiful in this amazing city of Pittsburgh. So let's ride. Certainly is, and we are going to ride indeed, Arthur Motes, mm-hmm. as we stare down now two weeks from the day to the uh, the first round of the NFL draft, because yeah. we all know now, you know, right, it's a it's a very elongated process, first uh-huh. round on hey, Thursday. Hey, you got to take your time, two. man. The bill's got to be paid, you know that. <laughs> day two, day three, yeah. take our time as long as the sponsorship and the bills are there. Come on, man. We'll milk it, baby. We will. Why rush it. a good thing? Don't do that. That's right. Don't rush a good thing. Don't rush a good they thing. Have, they certainly do not rush the NFL draft anymore. Three day process, but the first day, the first round, the real um, attention seeking, or not even attention seeking, attention capturing yes. uh, round. Uh, two weeks from today. So more and more draft content as we roll along here. Motsi, we've done a little, like you and I don't do the, a, a lot of people who, do what we do football shows football television yeah. whether you're a writer podcaster tv whatever right uh, a lot of people deep dive into the mock drafts this time of year they they give theirs they kind of dissect others from 
across the league. You and I don't do a ton of that. Uh, Now, to be fair, we're only doing two shows a week, right? So it's not like we're scrambling for content. We've got we've got we've got enough to talk about in our situation is a little unique. Yeah, there's four hours. I mean, we're just doing four hours of shows a, a week here, so it's not like we're scrambling for content. But occasionally, you and I will see something from ESPN, from NFL.com, from the CBS, The Athletic, wherever, all these different outlets that, that do do a great job of covering the NFL draft, for sure. Um, we'll see something that kind of catches our eye that, that we will discuss. And I had that happen to me this morning. I was uh, looking on NFL.com, okay? Uh-huh. And, and the NFL Network, NFL.com, they have – like three or four, honestly, maybe four or five different draft experts, right? Yeah, they definitely I mean, do. There's yeah. Bucky Brooks. There's Jeremiah, Dave. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. right. No, uh, yeah, yeah, Daniel, yeah. J- Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel, Jones. Daniel Jeremiah, yes. Daniel Jeremiah, Charles Davis, uh-huh. um, Cynthia Freeland, who's our, 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 combine, Cynthia, our combine yeah. friend who joins us every year on Radio Row at the Combine. Um, they kind of alternate putting out their different mock drafts, right? Is yeah. just a content piece for the NFL Network and for NFL.com. Well, this morning, Charles Davis dropped his latest uh, mock draft, and it caught my eye for a couple reasons. Um, one, just how a few of these picks fell in like the top 10, top 7. Mm-hmm. And number two, because where he has the Pittsburgh Steelers going at pick 17 is somewhere that I think... <clears throat> We, I mean, we've discussed a lot of different possibilities, Motsi. I don't know if we've gotten to this one. So, hmm. what do you say here to get us started today? If it's all right with you, we'll just uh, we'll break down this latest uh, Charles Davis mock draft on NFL.com. That sound yeah, all right man, with let's you? Do it, man. Absolutely. Okay, so first pick. This one I don't think would surprise a lot of people. Bryce Young to the Carolina Panthers. We all know Carolina traded I mean, up. Technically, that is a little bit of surprise, though. You telling you me know. that's a surprise? Well, some people are on the CJ Stroud train, but a lot of people True. are on the Anthony Richardson. Potentially being the first quarterback off reuniting or not reuniting him, but ultimately him being the second coming of Cam Newton going down to Carolina. Ooh. Yeah, be hearing that push a little bit of surprise right there for me at least. Yeah, no, no, you're you're right. I mean, it it feels yeah. like it's going to be one of those two guys for sure, and that you know that works out well because pick number two, Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud. So in in this mock, those are the first two off the board. Bryce Young one, C.J. Stroud two. Could it certainly go the other way around? Yeah, I don't think that would surprise yeah. us. Those two guys, though, right now, particularly if Carolina and Houston stay locked in at one and two, feel like pretty good bets to to come off the board at one and two. Again, depending on, you know, it might be flip-flop. Stroud might go first, however. So there's your top two. Here's where it gets interesting for me, though. Third overall, Arizona Cardinals, Arthur Motes. Uh, Charles Davis has them selecting Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech. Not Will Anderson. Right. Who has kind of been the assumed, he'll be the number one, you know, especially... In, in in light of everything that happened with Jalen <clears throat> Carter, you know, a, about a month or so, five weeks ago, six weeks ago mm-hmm. at this point, um, we've talked about Will Anderson potentially being the first overall draft pick. We've talked about him being the first defensive guy off the board. It's Tyree Wilson to the Cardinals at three. I like Tyree Motsi. I obviously saw a lot of him play since he's at Texas Tech, right? My right. Mountaineers are in the Big 12. I don't know if I like him at three, though. I think he's a top 10 pick, but three might be a little rich for my blood. If he's going before Will Anderson, yeah. it's a little rich for my blood. It's yeah. literally that simple, man. Certain players, they're supposed to be the first off the board. Certain players, you don't take another guy that plays defense. More importantly, that plays outside linebacker Same slash position. edge rusher. Yeah. yeah, if Will Anderson is on the board. And I think that's one of those things for me where I was a little bit surprised by that. But out, outside of that, though, I don't hate the pick per se. because You like, you like Tyree a, Wilson? Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. I mean, that's he's the thing. 
like when we're talking about these type of guys, the talent is definitely there and the productivity is there as well. But we got to split hairs. And to me, what Will Anderson was doing at Bama, I just feel like holds a lot more weight than what Tyree was doing at Texas Tech. Not a slight to Texas Tech, but we all would agree. The expectations for playing football at Texas Tech versus the expectations and the competition that you face playing at Bama are 100%. on two different scales. 100%. And so that one was uh, that one was a little surprising to me, certainly. Pick four, Will Levis trades in his... Um, his Kentucky blue and white yeah. for his Indianapolis Colts. Blue, nice color scheme. Hey, okay, the Levis, okay. the Levis family wouldn't have to buy any new gear. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, true, true. Same, same color scheme. Um, so that's three quarterbacks in the top four picks. We've also talked to, to bring in a, a Steelers kind of side note here, right? We've talked about how this is a good thing. You want quarterbacks flying off the board because the Steelers oh, ain't taking Steelers ain't taking one at seventeen. So let's get at least four in those first sixteen picks. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, push some some priorities down the board. And that's happening early here with Will Levis going fourth overall to the Indianapolis Colts. Will Anderson does come off the board, still a top five pick. He goes to Seattle, out to the Emerald City, as I believe they call ah, it. Uh, we talked a lot call, about I, you call it the Emerald City. I call it Starbucks. Just call it Starbucks. Yeah. I just call it salmon at the marketplace. You know I want to go to Starbucks. The I real wanna one. I want to go to Starbucks. Yeah. Seahawks take Will Anderson Jr. Fifth overall. Not one of those young quarterbacks. Although when three of them come off the board in the top four picks, yeah. that makes it a little more difficult. A lot of talk that they could select a, a QB at five. You know, have some mentorship there with Geno Smith uh, for a year or so until you know until someone uh, is maybe ready to, to take over and take the reins. But Seattle goes Will Anderson Jr. Number five, number six doesn't have to wait long to hear his name called to come off the board here. It's Jalen Carter, the defensive mm. tackle out of Georgia, the raw talent, undeniable. And uh, Dan Campbell, who we all know okay. likes Dan Campbell, right? He likes guys that will bite dudes kneecaps off. Right? Yeah, that's do whatever what, it takes, man. <laughs> that's what that's what he tells us. And he goes with uh, with Jalen Carter at pick number six that the Rams. That's the uh, the last Rams pick there for the Matthew Stafford trade that the Lions um, are, are, are are using there at pick number six. Pick number seven, the Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. Oh, we get on the clock, and we get our first offensive tackle off the board, Paris Johnson Jr. Ooh, Paris is first. Okay. The Ohio State is okay. the first one off the board. Now, we're going to circle back to this in just a second because I want to compare something for you here. Yeah. Um, pick eight. Here's where the Steelers' ears would really start to perk up. Devin Witherspoon becomes the first corner off the board. Okay, so you make Mm. it through the first six picks without losing any of your quote-unquote targets. But then all of a sudden, potentially at pick seven and pick eight, two guys that you would be interested in, Paris Johnson Jr., left tackle, Devin Witherspoon, uh, the corner out of Illinois, obviously, coming off the board. Pick number nine here, Motsi, it's Skronk. As I've Ooh. nicknamed him, hey now. Peter Skronsky comes off the board to the Chicago Bears um, that the swap pick with the Carolina Panthers where Chicago moved down. Mm-hmm. So a couple things here that I want to discuss with you before we move on. Paris Johnson Jr. going first, right? Skronk going ninth. I I feel like in the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of momentum for the thought process that, that Peter uh, Skronsky is better suited as a guard in the NFL as opposed to a tackle, and that that might cause him to fall a little bit lower than people think or might even get a Paris Johnson Jr. to to you know to be the first tackle off the board. 
do you concur? Because this is kind of, you know, <clears throat> again, six <throat> weeks ago at the combine, it was like this guy is 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 maybe the best tackle in the draft. Maybe he's a top five pick. Maybe he's a top six, seven. You know, he still goes ninth here, so it's not like mm-hmm. he fell like crazy. But I just I, I feel like some of the hype around him has maybe died down a little bit. And like I said, a lot of people listing him on their big boards as a guard and not a tackle. Where do you come down on all that? People like to overthink. People like to outsmart themselves and ultimately make dumb decisions. We see this every single year, whether it's people becoming enamored with guys that are athletes, but you forget the lack of production or what the numbers reflect and you talk these guys up more and more and more. Or it's the opposite. You start getting too enamored with the measurables and you say, well, no, his arms are two inches too short. So even though he plays with great technique, great footwork, anchors against the bull rush, has speed and natural bend to handle any of your speed rushers, has the flexibility to pull, can play the run in terms of running at him, he's athletic enough to cut off black if you want to run away from him. All of those things that we've seen him display at an elite level throughout his season, we're going to offset all of that because his, his arms were two to three inches shorter than what we expected. This is the stuff I'm talking about. And then on the flip side, we look at a quarterback and we say, I know you completed barely 50% of your passes. I know you barely had a touchdown interception ratio worth talking about. I know your team didn't even win games like that. And you didn't even look like Superman. But we forget that. And we just say 6'5", 260, runs 4'3", has plays in the SEC. SEC, You got to take this guy. And we're just like, does the actual game tape not matter anymore? Does the actual part, which is playing football, not matter anymore? Because that ultimately is how it comes off when we think about how Anthony Richardson has risen into the top five. And people are questioning, should he go number one overall? And a guy like Peter Skaronsky is sliding down the board because his arms were two inches shorter. You watched them all season long. Not once did anybody watch his tape when he's blocking the Michigan pass rush of the sleep, blocking the Ohio State pass rush of the sleep, blocking the Wisconsin, blocking the Iowa guy to sleep. No one said anything about that arm length then. No one said anything about that when he was flashing, punching, trapping. Nobody said anything about him not being able to tackle then. But because he goes to the combine, his inches are 32 and a third instead of it being 34 and a third. Now, I think he might be better suited to play guard. This has to stop. <laughs> but we see it every year, though. And that's the funny part. I mean, we we, we do this every, every, year, every year. Every year. This you is the draft. This, when you get to this time frame, especially at this time of the year, too, we know this is peak. We're going to overanalyze it. Peak overanalyze it time, and- man. And you know what? It might have worked in the Steelers' favor last year because that was certainly, I feel like, part of the process with Kenny Pickett, right? Yeah, absolutely. Are his hands big enough? Well, if he had an extra quarter Think inch on his that, hands. Right? We, we didn't watch this man throw for 5,100 yards his senior season at Pitt. Win the, AC, the ACC championship, take these dudes to a bowl game. But now we see that his fingers just are slightly smaller than the average person's fingers at this position and now we're losing our mind now we're like oh no this isn't gonna work he can't, how could he throw the ball when it's cold outside 
even what if it was negative 20 with the wind chill Christmas Eve and you're playing the Las Vegas Raiders the day after Franco Harris has passed away? How could you ever throw the ball out there? And if I remember correct, I think he threw the game-winning touchdown out there on a road versus Tampa. That's all I'm saying, man. Tampa 2, not the Tampa team. Just clarification. Nice, nice, nice clarification you know? there. Yeah, I like but, that. But it's things like that where I'm just like, if the tape is showing you, believe the tape. The intangibles, the measurables, the how fast was this? How high was this? What was his body weight? Is he prototypical? None of that matters at the end of the day. It's all about can you play? Are you producing? Now, if Peter Skronsky was struggling with speed rushers, if Peter Skronsky was struggling to play in space, then now you talk about him transitioning to guard. Now you say, yes, he has the potential to play left tackle, but I think he's more suited to play guard. This dude wasn't just playing left tackle. Wes, me and you knew about this. We don't know about offensive linemen unless they're dominant. Let's be real. Correct. At the collegiate level, we're not following offensive linemen on that level no. unless you're dominant. So for us to even have known about him, that lets you know. This dude isn't some slouch that can't survive out there that is better suited to play guard because his arms were two inches short. No. no. This is a dude that we saw kick butt every time you mm-hmm. cut that tape on. It's like, yo, he's a player. In, in, in a certain yeah. Yeah, no. I, and I was just going to say, too, what speaks perfectly to that as well, too, uh, uh, our, our, you know, our, our, our listeners who are really, you know, big NFL football fans, not just necessarily Steelers, will remember the name Rashawn Slater, who mm-hmm. was a couple, who was Another a couple guy. years ago, right? Just two years ago, yep. right? Top yep. ten tackle coming out of Northwestern, same same University as Skaronsky. If you if you want to see impressive, go mm-hmm. back and look. Rashawn Slater gets hurt in 2021. Skaronsky is a freshman, and they mm-hmm. throw him in at left tackle and. You could argue he was better than Rashawn Slater the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. The guy who was a top 10 pick and has had a pretty nice start to his NFL career, some injury stuff aside. So I'm with you. We are just in the overanalyzing phase. If Kenny Pickett's hands were a quarter inch bigger, he might have gone sixth overall to the Carolina Panthers. Instead, he falls to 20 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Feels like some of that might be happening with Skaronsky. Hey, Personally, Motsi, I think none of the teams in the top 16 should even touch him. You know, just 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 leave him there if you're gonna if you're gonna ask me. Mm-hmm. Too, too much risk, honestly, you know? Too much risk, you know? Too, too much risk for the, the what, the 21-year-old junior who has yeah, done yeah. nothing but start for the last two and a half seasons. Block people to sleep. It it gets block it people. got to the point you're watching him, and it's like, yo, I'm I'm bored watching this dude block because he makes everybody look like they're bums. Like, that's what I want bums. my office to look like. But no, you're serious. You're watching the tape, and I'm like, I'm tired of watching the same thing. You get two hands on these guys, and they can't move. You get two hands on these guys, and now they they can't rush anymore. It's just like, man, that's what your tape consistently looks like. I'm mm-hmm. not going to watch hours of that, and now you're trying to tell me this dude should be a guard. No, I'll just watch this dude kick butt at the highest level, and he wasn't in a small conference. No, he's Big yeah. Ten. And think, oh, now? go you know, go the last two seasons, three seasons, and just think uh-huh. about the edge, the edge rushers, the edge the rushers coming out of there. Absolutely, Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State, yes. and Iowa, and it's insane. Wisconsin, come on, Wisconsin, man, it's like, insane. <laughs> that's my thing, man. So I'm with don't you. Don't overthink it. That's that's my big thing. Don't overthink it. I'm 100 with you. Speaking of those edge rushers out of the Big Ten, one goes tenth overall to the Eagles, Lucas Van Ness. Shout out, out of, to Lucas out of Iowa. Bird tier, strong side, left side, strong side, left side. 
he's he's sunshine. He's from California. Right. California Dreamboat. Eleventh, eleventh overall. The Tennessee Titans select Arthur Motes' guy, Anthony Richardson, quarterback. Oh. <laughs> Actually, that's your, that's your West Virginia guy, man. It's your, your, your WVU partner swears by him. That's true. He does swear yeah, by him. Does swears by. Him. But you yes. know what would be hilarious with Anthony if, if the Titans took Malik Willis last year and Anthony Richardson this year. That would be now. It's not like they used a first round pick on Willis. He was a third round yeah. guy. But that's maybe still not the greatest asset management yeah. and tells you what they think about Malik Willis. Um, uh, first wide receiver off the board, pick twelve. The Houston Texans uh, back in the uh, in the uh, front of the first round here. This the Deshaun Watson uh, pick from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And they take the Ohio State wide receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the first wide receiver off the board, JSN, at pick 12. Speaking can't fault of, that one. Can't, can't, can't fault, fault that, that one. one. He would, I tell man. you what, you pick up him and you pick up CJ Stroud and this, yeah. you know, maybe there's some uh, maybe there's some burrow and some uh, and some chase vibes there for the Houston Texans. Pick 13, lucky number 13 for the New York Jets. Speaking of West Virginia, they take Huntington's own Darnell Wright. Ooh. Right tackle. Out of the Tennessee Volunteers, that's, yeah. that's the poor man's Roger Jones right there. I like that's, him. That's yeah, it. Yeah. He put him next to Elijah Vera Tucker. Nice young offensive line with some time to grow there. Uh, fourteen. Now here's where it starts to get interesting. Another defensive back comes off the board. Oh, mama! Christian Gonzalez, who is I think Amen. become he's become a guy that we have a little bit of a crush on. And I tell you what, if he Rightfully still. So. If he's still lasting on the board, if he's still there after pick 13, this is when you really start to get that itch to maybe make a phone call yeah. and move up a couple spots. Well, think about some of the rumors that we've been seeing with the Steelers and the Bears potentially having phone calls about a trade. Correct. That's the type of player that's in play when you're talking about those moves. Correct. So this is why, again, we don't go through the, it's not like you and I go through these mock drafts, you know, all the time or anything like that, but you can start to see why here quarterbacks flying off the board. Mm -hmm. So are some of these offensive linemen and some of these defensive backs pick 15 rolls around Motsi and I have, have, have hinted at a few times and, and we'll get into it more here in the next two weeks as we really do our draft previews. But we've hinted that there's a lot, there's a lot of solid tight ends in this draft class, right? Maybe not a, a Kyle Pitts who's going to come out and be a top 10 pick, but there's four or five guys tight ends that'll probably be taken in the first two rounds mm -hmm. that can really play. Well, the first one goes off the board. Dalton Kincaid out of Utah goes at pick 15. I like, I like him. Me too. I, like he's one of those guys that I, I wouldn't take him at 17 just because of, you know, again, asset management and what you need, yeah. but his kind of like, he would be a, like at pick 17, that's about the ideal range for him. I think he goes 15 here. Uh, I'm with you. I really like Dalton Kincaid. If you're going to turn that offense over to Jordan love, have a young tight end for him to grow with that can maybe be his, you know, his security blanket, his whoopee in some ways, if you will, Packers go tight end at pick 15. And then Arthur Motes to throw the dun, final dun, dun. monkey wrench into this at pick 16. Doom, 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 doom. The Washington Commanders take Joey Porter Jr. Hey now, cornerback out of Pennsylvania State University and son of my my daughter's napping upstairs right now, so I can't scream like I normally do. But son of who ride himself? It is. It sorry, is. sorry for letting you all down. All right, but you don't wake sleeping babies, particularly no, when, you're trying, you do. when you're trying to record a show here. Joey Man, Porter you put Jr. all the hard work in to get her to sleep. No, no, don't that's do that. Right. That's, that's counterproductive. So 
here's the scenario right now with the Steelers on the clock at pick 17. The top three corners are all off the board. Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Joey Porter Jr. The top two tackles, Paris Johnson Jr. and Peter Skaronsky, both off the board. What do the Steelers do at 17? What does Charles Davis think that the Steelers do? What would Moats and I do in this situation? We're well, going to have to wait to find out. Hey, we'll tell hey, you hey. in just a few minutes. But we got to get to our buddy Brian Backo here on the other side. We'll catch up with Backo of the Post-Gazette, get some of his thoughts as we get closer to draft day here, and then we'll wrap up this mock draft scenario, tell you what we would do here if we were the Steelers, and then what the experts are saying they think the Steelers would do in this situation as well. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 